and uh, and uh, upper hamlet will offer some something like uh, bún riêu or other kind of soup we don't know but our friends from the middle east have brought many wonderful things for us to taste today and we will eat for you huh <laughs> Thanh Sơn hát vài câu đi. No coming, no going. Thanh Sơn hát đi. Please sing us a, a few lines. Green Mountain Dhamma Center and Maple Forest. No coming, no going. Thôi ai nói gì thì mình cũng nghe. Quên nói. Xin đăng bài hát có nghe không thanh sơn còn nghe thầy không the line is cut chưa có kinh nghiệm làm lớn dữ cơ. Kính nghi mời xong dạy là bên Thanh Sơn hát cho đại chúng bên này nghe. Xin mời đại chúng bên Thanh Sơn hát cho bên này nghe. So wonderful. Your voice has crossed the Atlantic Ocean and come to us very clear. Uh, uh, we don't know whether uh, Deer Park uh, uh, hear, hear you uh, well enough, but now we would like to, to ask uh, uh, the Sangha in the Deer Park to sing us a little song. You are from the, uh, from the uh, Pacific Ocean.
Pháp Dung nghe không? À, thì phát, thì bây giờ tăng thân bên đó hát cho bên này nghe một bài đi bên này nghe nghe thanh sơn rõ lắm mùa hợp tấu tiếng việt hay là tiếng anh ok just begin hay lắm cái khúc sau thì nghe nghe rất rõ khúc đầu thì có được rõ lắm nhưng mà càng sau về càng rõ à, bây giờ đây xin 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 đại chúng bên đó ngồi xuống để đến lượt bên làng mai các thầy và các sư cô hát hay là tụng kinh hôm nay mình tụng bài gì đó mười à, niềm buộc à, bên bên chúng 
bên chúng làng mai sẽ niệm buộc quan thế âm để cầu gia bị cho khóa tu được thành công. In Plum Village, the brothers and sisters, the monastics will offer the saint evoking the name of Avalokiteshvara um, for our protection so that we can succeed in our three months retreat. Um, uh, please, uh, uh, brothers and sisters, allow yourself to, uh, to relax. Uh, follow your breathing and allow the energy of the Sangha to penetrate uh, into, into your body and your consciousness. It will have the effect of uh, healing and calming and transforming. You just uh, sit there comfortably and relax and follow your in-breath and out-breath and allow the scent and the energy of the group to penetrate into uh, your body and your consciousness. Le corps et l'esprit en parfaite harmonie, je vous envoie mon cœur par le son de cette cloche. Que tous les êtres vivants qui nous entendent sortent du monde de l'oubli, de l'anxiété et de la souffrance, qu'ils se libèrent enfin et touchent la paix présente en leur cœur. J'écoute, j'écoute, 
ce son merveilleux me ramène à ma vraie demeure. Que le son de cette cloche pénètre profondément le cosmos, même les régions lointaines sous le joug des ténèbres et de la peur. Que tous les êtres vivants puissent entendre la voix de l'éveillé, que toute peine quitte leur âme, que la fleur de la compréhension éclose en leur cœur et que tous transcendent la souffrance et la mort. Listening to the sound of the bell, I feel the afflictions in me begin to dissolve. My mind becomes calm, my body relaxed, and a smile is born on my lips. Following the sound of the bell, breath guides me back to the safe island of mindfulness. And in the garden of my heart, flowers of peace bloom beautifully. Au son de la cloche, je sens en moi les afflictions se dissoudre peu à peu. Mon esprit est calme, mon corps détendu. Un sourire naît sur mes lèvres. Concentré sur le son de la cloche, ma respiration consciente me ramène à ma vraie demeure. Dans le jardin de mon cœur, la paix éclot comme une fleur. Nghe chuông phiền não tan mây khói lặng thân non miệng mỉm cười hơi thở 
The universal Dharma door is already open. The sound of the rising tide is clear and a miracle happens. A beautiful child appears in the heart of a lotus flower. A single drop of the compassionate water is enough to bring back the refreshing spring to our mountains and rivers. Homage to Bodhisattva Avalokiteshvara. La porte universelle du Dharma est déjà ouverte. La voix de la marée montante se fait entendre. Le miracle s'est produit. Un bel enfant apparaît dans le cœur d'une fleur de lotus. Une goutte de cette rosée de compassion suffit à faire renaître le printemps et rend vie à nos montagnes et à nos rivières. Hommage au Bodhisattva Avalokiteshvara. Cam lo một giọt rưỡi lên xuân về trên khắp mọi miền núi sông. Nam mô Bồ Tát Quan Thế Âm. Nam mô Bồ Tát Quan Thế.
Yeah, thử xem thử bên kia có nghe không ha. To 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 make sure that the uh, that the other side of the uh, Pacific Ocean uh, of the Atlantic Ocean they they hear us. Sao bên uh, bên Thanh Phong có nghe không? Bên rừng uh, bên bên uh, Lộc Quyển có nghe thầy hay không? À, có rõ không? Thầy nghe con rõ lắm. Có nghe thầy rõ không? À, vậy thì hay lắm. Thầy bên đó nghe nghe niệm buộc có rõ không con? À, vậy hả? Sáng nay, tối nay, bên đó là sáng nay, còn bên này là tối nay. Tối nay thầy sẽ nói tiếng Anh. Uh, we are going to speak English uh, today and please uh, listen to the bell of mindfulness Dear Sangha, today is the 25th of uh, October of November 2001, and we are in the upper hamlet of Plum Village. Uh, this is our first Dhamma talk for the uh, three-month uh, winter retreat. This uh, Dhamma talk is being transmitted directly to uh, the Deer Park uh, Monastery in California and the uh, Maple Forest Monastery in uh, in Vermont. It's wonderful that uh, we have the opportunity to come together for a three-month uh, retreat. Not many people in the world uh, have the opportunity and the chance to uh, to do so. So we must rejoice. We must. Uh, be aware that we have we are very lucky. Three months together, and you don't have to go anywhere. We spend time together, uh, practicing together, eating together, cooking together, doing everything together, and we have the atmosphere of peace in our monastery. Uh, we have uh, all conditions so that we can succeed in our practice of uh, being peace and making, making peace within us and in our community. And this is uh, the foundation of, uh, of, uh, for peace in the world. Our practice is uh, to build brotherhood, 
Because without brotherhood, happiness cannot be possible. We practice in such a way that brotherhood could be uh, nourished and developed uh, every every day. And we don't need uh, someone to tell us whether we succeed or not in our practice, because we are capable of seeing whether brotherhood is be- being built every day or not through our way of uh, uh, talking, uh, our way of acting, of living our uh, daily life. Brotherhood uh, nourishes us, nourishes us, and help us to have uh, enough energy in order to be happy and to go far in helping uh, people around us and helping society. And that is why brotherhood is uh, the kind of daily food that we have to uh, to provide ourselves with. So be sure that you are sitting meditation, you are walking meditation, you are mindful uh, 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 eating, mindful drinking, mindful breakfast uh, making. Uh, everything should help in creating more, building up more brotherhood, sisterhood. And this can be done only with, uh, with building peace within ourselves. Because without uh, peace and brotherhood within, we cannot help uh, create uh, peace and brotherhood around us. The practice of Buddhist meditation uh, has uh, an universal value because everyone, Buddhist and not Buddhist, can uh, can make use of that practice. Businessman, political leader, uh, communist, everyone can profit from Buddhist meditation. There is a kind of energy that we should be able to generate in our daily life. This is very important. That is the energy of mindfulness. The energy of mindfulness helps us to, to be there to be fully present in the in 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 in, our, in every moment of our daily life and this is very important because we have to be there for us in our daily life we are very seldom be we are seldom there for ourselves. Our body, our feelings, our perceptions are there, but we are not there to attend to them. We are not there in order to, to take care of them. That is why the practice is to go home to ourselves in order to attend to our body, to our feelings, to our perceptions. We have been trying to run away from ourselves. And that is the tendency of the world today. And therefore, uh, the practice is to go home to ourselves in order to take care of our body, to take care of our feelings, our perceptions, etc. And without the energy of mindfulness, you cannot be there. When you drink some tea, 
And if you are really there, you are really drinking your tea. If your mind is lost in the past, if your, your mind is lost in, your, in the worries about the future, you are not really there in order to drink your tea. You are drinking your tea like a machine. You are not aware that you are drinking your tea. You are not mindful that uh, uh, you are drinking your tea. And that is why the practice is to go back to yourself and drink your tea properly. When I drink my tea and if I am fully present, if I know that I am drinking my tea, that is called mindfulness of drinking. Mindfulness of drinking, everyone can do that. But unless we want very much to do that, we will follow our habit, running away from ourselves. And we do not drink our tea mindfully, we do not cook our breakfast mindfully, we do not look our friend mindfully. So mindfulness is the energy that helps us to be there in order to be, to be aware of what is going on. What is going on is that I am drinking my tea. What is going on is that is, uh, my friend is sitting in front of me. What is going on is the blue sky or the song of the bird. So I have to be there in order to, to recognize their presence. Their presence is happening right in the now, right in the here, in the present moment. That is why our practice is to drink our tea mindfully, to walk mindfully, to sit mindfully, to look mindfully, and to listen mindfully. And that energy of mindfulness you can generate by the practice of mindful breathing, mindful walking, mindful drinking, mindful eating. Therefore, every day we should learn how to do everything mindfully. Mindfulness is the kind of energy that helps you to be there to be fully present in order to be with yourself. This is very important. This is the first action for peace. Because you have abandoned yourself. You have deserted yourself. You have run away from yourself. And mindfulness is the kind of energy that helps you to go back to yourself and take good care of yourself. First of all, your body. And then your feelings and your perceptions. Your breath is part of your body. When you breathe in, bring your, bring your mind back and become aware of your in-breath. Breathing in, I know that I am breathing in. That is uh, mindful breathing. You are there for your breath. You are there for your body. Because there is a way to go back to your body, that is through the breath. Going back to your body, by the way, the breath is, is the royal way, the best way to go back to your body and to, and to make peace with your body, to take care of your body. Uh, you can go by the way of the in-breath and the out-breath. Your in-breath and out-breath is the door by which you can come back to your body and take care of your body. This is very important. Because your body might be a stranger to you. 
your body, your feelings, your perceptions, your mental formations, and your consciousness constitute the territory of yourself. Your territory has been occupied, not by yourself, but by despair, by anger, by frustration, by illusion. And that is why you have to go back to your territory in order to restore your full sovereignty within your territory. And that territory, according to the Buddhist practice, is comprised of five elements. The first element is uh, form. It means your physical body. And we should be able to, uh, to look at our physical body like as a river because it's always flowing. Every cell of our body is a drop of water in that river and our body is flowing. Is changing every minute, every second. And uh, we have to be back to our body in order to become aware of what is going on in our body. In order to embrace our body and allow our body to calm down, to relax. And that is uh, the first thing a practitioner should do. Because uh, form is uh, the first element of your territory. You have to go back to your form and make peace with it because there is war in your, in your body. You have made war to your body by the way you eat, by you, the way you drink, by the way you work. You have abused your body. You have brought into your body a lot of... of, uh, of uh, pain and conflict and war. And that is why it's very important to go back to that part of your territory in order to make peace. Learn how to embrace your body with the energy of mindfulness. Allow your body to calm itself by the practice of mindful breathing in and out. Whether you are walking or you are lying or you are sitting, learn to go back to your body Embrace your body, breathe in and out, and allow your body to relax, to calm itself, to have a chance to renew itself. You have to treat your body with compassion, and mindfulness can create compassion in order to embrace your body. It's like a mother embracing her ailing baby. And mindfulness is the mother, and the elderly baby here is, first of all, your body. So why uh, you are in a retreat, if you first come to Plum Village as a, a practitioner, uh, you should learn the art of uh, total and deep relaxation of your body. You have to learn to make peace with your body. And many Dharma teachers here know the art of uh, 
total relaxation, uh, giving our body a chance in order to rest and to restore ourselves. This is an act of compassion. That is an act of uh, peace. And this is the first act you have to do. Go back to your body by the way of the breath. Embrace your body tenderly. Allow it to rest and to restore itself. In the medical uh, school of Harvard University, there is a group of people who have studied um, the effect of uh, meditation on healing, the healing of the body. And they have done it uh, during the past 35 years. And they have found out that when you are in a state of uh, concentration, If your mind is not uh, assailed by the thinking of the past, the thinking about the future, and um, being caught in your project, in your worries, if you are concentrated uh, on something like your breath, your mindful breathing, and you allow that mindful breathing uh, to be there and to embrace yourself, and then favorable conditions for healing begin to to happen. The conditions that are uh, the kind of conditions that are the opposite of the conditions that have made uh, your body uh, sick. If you allow your body to be carried away by worries, by fear, and then the conditions for sickness will be created. But if you know how to, to, to concentrate, to allow your body to be free, to rest, it will be able to restore itself. Your body has a natural tendency to restore herself, to heal herself to renew yourself. If you know how to give your body a chance, if only you authorize your body to do, to do so. But you do not authorize your body to do so because you continue to abuse your body, to treat your body with violence by the way you eat and you work and you worry. That is why uh, the first thing I, I have said two times, three times even, to do is to go back to your body and to make peace with it and to allow it an opportunity to calm down and to, uh, to heal. Breathing in, I calm my body. Breathing out, I smile to my body. This is an exercise proposed by the Buddha. And then the second, the second element of uh, your person is called um, feeling. The painful feelings, the pleasant feelings, the neutral feelings, 
the mixed feelings, all kind of feelings. And here you have another river flowing day and night within you, the river of feelings. Your feelings are born. Your feelings stay there. Your feelings affect, affect other sections of, uh, of, of your person. There are feelings, there are emotions. And when they manifest, you are very seldom there in order to take care of them. You are afraid of your feelings. You are afraid of your, your emotions. And when you have an unpleasant feeling, a painful emotion, your tendency is to run away, to try to run away, to take refuge in outside of yourself. You don't know the art of going back to yourself in order to recognize your emotions, your feelings, and to take good care of them, to embrace them tenderly, and to allow them to calm down. Another, another exercise, exercise offered by the Buddha is breathing in, I'm aware of my feeling. Of breathing out, I calm my feeling. It's very clear. Going home to us, to take care of our body, and then to learn to take care of our feelings. Our feelings also are a suffering baby in us. And they have been left alone. And we don't know how to take care of our feelings and our emotions. Therefore, we have to go home to us and take care of that portion of the territory which is very large. The domain of feeling, the domain of emotions. Go home and take, take care. Because you have so many feelings and emotions that are in conflict with each other. Not only we have war in the realm of form, of uh, physical body, of physical body, but we have the war in the domain of our feelings. Our feelings our feelings. We have to come home to them, recognize each of the feelings, embrace them. Not trying to fight any feeling, not trying to suppress any feeling, but embrace, recognize and embrace them all and help them to calm down before we can go further. The third uh, Section the third uh, portion of the of the territory is the perception. We perceive realities. We have an image of ourselves that is a perception. We have an image of the other person. We have an image of the other group of of people. We have uh, images of everything in the cosmos created by our own perceptions. 
And these images are often very wrong. They are called wrong perceptions. And because of, of our wrong perceptions, we suffer very deeply, and we make the people around us suffer very deeply. And also our perceptions are in war with each other. There are a lot of contradictions within our, the domain of our perceptions. Our perception can cause a lot of suffering. You perceive something, and uh, the object of your perception can start uh, a lot of suffering within your body and your mind. Suppose you are walking like this in the twilight, and you see a snake. It may be, it may not be a snake. But in twilight, you think that it is a snake. It may be a piece of rope. And the perception, the wrong perception, happened in our brain. It causes an electric current, a nervous current, to go through your brain. And that uh, nervous current uh, touch a gland, adrenaline, and cause the, the gland to release uh, a substance, a chemical substance called adrenaline in the, in the bloodstream. And with the adrenaline in the bloodstream, your heart begins to beat very quickly. And when adrenaline reaches the liver, liver the liver releases a lot of sugar. The sugar, because all these are preparation for you to fight. You are in a position of running, of fighting, and your muscles need some more sugar. And then there is a contraction of uh, the small veins in the, in the digestive systems. And the, the, the act of digesting the food in, in your stomach and intestines stop. That is why indigestions uh, uh, happened. It can last for f- two or three hours like that. So a perception happened in your brain can cause your body and your feelings to be in a station in a state of uh, of panic of war of fear and that is why uh, perception play a very important role in 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 our person in terms of uh, war and peace and that is why meditation means also to go back to the river of perceptions and look deeply into the nature of your perceptions, because many of them are are wrong. And wrong perceptions are the foundation of many unpleasant, painful feelings and emotions. We have allowed them to be like that for a long time. We have not had the habit of going home in order to recognize them, to embrace them, to calm them down, and to look deeply into their nature. And to meditate means that. It means to go home, 
to recognize them, to embrace them, to calm them down, and to look deeply into the nature to understand. Understanding will liberate us from the wrong perceptions and from the suffering caused by our wrong perceptions. In the Buddhist tradition, uh, our physical body is called a, a formation. Formation, sankhara, samskara is a, a technical term. It means uh, anything that is uh, that manifests on the base of uh, conditions, like uh, this flower. This flower, flower is a formation based on conditions like uh, the earth, uh, the grain, uh, the compost, uh, the um, the gardener. Many, many, uh, many, many conditions have come together in order to help this flower to manifest itself like this. So this flower is a formation. So our body is a formation. It's called a physical formation. Our feeling is a kind of formation also, but we call it a mental formation. Our perceptions are also formations. And they, are, they belong to the category of mental formation. So our body is a physical formation. Our feeling, our perceptions are mental formations. But according to Buddhist psychology, you have more than two mental formations within yourself. In fact, you have 51 categories of mental formations. When I was a, a little novice, I had to learn all the 51 by heart. And therefore, uh, in this category of mental formation, you have 49 and this this is one, 50, and this is 51. 51 mental formation in all. Our despair is here. Our anger is here. Our understanding is here. Our mindfulness is here. Mindfulness is one of the 49. And that is a kind of mental formation we should... We should uh, we should work on, we should develop, because uh, that will bring about transformation and healing. Among the 49 mental formations here, uh, there are negative mental formations, like anger, despair, jealousy, fear. But there are also positive, wholesome mental formations, like loving kindness, like uh, like compassion, like mindfulness, like concentration, etc. And 
the fifth uh, domain of our territory is called consciousness. Consciousness con contains all the kind of seeds that can manifest into mental formations. It is like uh, the soil that is uh, keeping all the seeds within itself. And when the rain falls down, these seeds uh, will touch by the water, the rain, and manifest on the upper level of our consciousness and become mental formations. So you see that the, the territory of our person is very large. And, and, and the fact is that if we do not know how to bring peace and order and well-being into our territory, we cannot help a friend. We cannot help a brother or a sister doing the same. And that is why to restore peace, to bring, restore order, and well-being into our territory is the first act of peace. That is our practice. Without that practice, peace outside will not be possible. Outside is also a territory. And if the territory inside is occupied, we have no more sovereignty on it, it becomes a mess. And when it becomes a mess, it contributes to the situation of war outside. And the territory outside is just a projection of the territory inside. Because uh, the land we live, in which we live, is a collective creation of our consciousness, of our inner self. Suppose we are 100 people who are peaceful, who are capable of smiling and loving each other. And then the piece of land in which we live will become peaceful. The kingdom of God inside determines the kingdom of God outside. So paradise is a, a collective uh, 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 manifestation and hell is also a collective manifestation. It depends on the inside. So we have we are we are originally the king who rule on our territory. We are originally the queen who rules on our territory. But we are not a very responsible queen. That is why we have abandoned our territory. We have lost our sovereignty over our territory. We have allowed war and violence and conflict to take over. Our territory is really occupied. That is why it's very important to go home and to recuperate our territory. And you can rely on the support of your Sangha to go home. 
if you go home alone, you might not be strong enough to restore, to reclaim your sovereignty. Go home by what? Go home by the energy of mindfulness. Breathing in, I know I'm breathing in. Breathing out, I know I'm breathing out. You begin with some kind of um, shyness, making an attempt to go home to yourself. You hesitate a little bit, but you want to go home to yourself. You are a little bit shy because your territory has become something very strange to you. And that is why you make an attempt to breathe in mindfully, breathe out mindfully. But your in-breath is already part of your territory. You really become aware of your in-breath. And you become aware of your out-breath. And while breathing, you don't pay attention to anything else. You just embrace your in-breath and be full, become fully aware that this is your in-breath and this is our, your out-breath. And just breathing like that for half a minute, you see the situation become different. Your in-breath has become a little bit deeper. Your out-breath has become a little bit longer. And there is a little bit more peace in your in-breath and your out-breath. And when your quality, the quality of your in-breath and out-breath has increased, that there is, there is more harmony, there is more peace in your breathing, and then you can step into your body. And, 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 and channel to your body a little bit of the peace and of the, of the harmony you have already created with your in-breath and out-breath. That is the practice. When you practice uh, mindful walking, you manufacture, you create a little bit of harmony and of peace with your steps. When you practice mindful breathing, you generate a little bit of that energy of peace and well-being in your in-breath and out-breath. And then using that, that amount of peace and well-being that you have acquired through the practice of mindful breathing, mindful walking, uh, you, you pour it, you give it to your body. The fact is that if you are in a sitting position or a lying position and continue to breathe in and out mindfully, the peace, the well-being in your breathing begins to flow into your body and your body begins to experience peace. Because the energy of mindfulness will begin to come and to recognize every part of your body. Oh dear, oh dear, I have uh, uh, abandoned you. I have uh, let you down for a long time. Now I am back. I am sorry, but I am back finally. So with your in-breath and out-breath, mindfully, you embrace your body as a whole. You embrace your body as sports. Breathing in, I'm aware of my heart. Breathing out, I smile to my heart. And stay with your heart for one or two minutes. Maybe this is the first time you come home to your heart and embrace it tenderly with uh, your heart, with your energy of mindfulness. 
in the, in the past, you have not shown your sympathy, your love, your care to your heart. You smoke, you drink alcohol, you worry too much, you were not very kind to your heart. Now you come back to your heart with your full presence, embracing it tenderly, smiling to it, must that you will take good care of it. You will not give it a hard time again like you used to do in the past. This is the practice of love and of peace. If you don't succeed with your body and with your feelings, how can you succeed in bringing peace to society or to your family? Going back to our, uh, to our territory and to take care of it, to restore peace is our practice. But our society is organized in such a way that encourages us to do the opposite. Television is to help you run away from yourself. Magazines. Music, everything is to, to, to help you to take refuge, to run away from yourself. Every time you have 10 or 15 minutes, and if you don't have anything to do, you have to look for something to do. Turn on the television, pick up a magazine, listen to the music. You don't, you don't really want to go back to yourself. You are afraid. Because you know that going back there, you encounter the war within. There's a lot of pain, of sorrow, of uh, fear, of despair within. You don't want to go back to your, to your kingdom. You have been running away from your kingdom. And Buddhist practice uh, help you to go back to your kingdom without fear. If you know how to equip yourself with the energy of mindfulness, if you know how to make use of the collective energy of mindfulness of your sangha, and then you can go home to yourself without fear. And that is why the Buddhist practice of meditation needs the sangha Alone you can do, but very difficult. Because maybe the energy of mindfulness that you generate is still too weak for you to be able to go home and embrace. You may be overwhelmed by the, by the energy of pain and of despair in yourself. That is why with that amount of energy of mindfulness and with the energy of mindfulness uh, Mm, given to you by the Sangha, you'll be able to go home and not and 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 to make peace with your body, your your feelings by learning how to embrace them. Embrace your body, embrace your feelings and your perceptions. Mm. 
sorry, I have been neglecting, neglecting you. Now I'm home. I will take good care of you. Go back to our kingdom. The territory is large. And the Buddha offers us many concrete methods in order to to restore peace, well-being in our kingdom of the five uh, elements or five aggregates, five skandhas. The energy of mindfulness has uh, several functions. The first function of mindfulness is to be there. For yourself, for your body, for your feelings. So the first function of mindfulness is to produce, to help you produce your true presence. You are fully present for yourself. And you can generate the energy of mindfulness by the practice of mindful breathing, mindful walking. Mindful breathing, mindful walking is the basic practice in Plum Village. So if you are a, 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 a new newcomer, come to Plum Village for the first time, be aware that using your time in order to practice mindful breathing, mindful walking is very important. Without doing that, you cannot calm your body, you cannot calm your feelings, and nothing can, can come out if you are not capable of calming your body and your feelings. You cannot negotiate peace. You cannot reconcile. reconcile. Because there is no peace, no well-being within your body and your feelings. So be there. Be there for yourself. For your body, for your feelings, etc. And second, recognize what is there. Recognize what is there. What is there is your body. Your body that suffers that need you to, um, to embrace and to allow it to rest and to restore itself. Your body has been crying for help, but you have deserted your body. The Buddha spoke um, many times about how to go back to the body and to allow our, our body a chance in order to to calm, to rest, and to restore itself. And if we have a feeling, whether that feeling is uh, painful or pleasant, we have to recognize the presence of what is there in terms of feeling. Recognize the 
physical formations, recognize the mental formations that are happening in the present moment. And the third uh, function of mindfulness is to embrace, embrace it. Not fighting, just embracing. Because you are the pain within yourself, and you are the energy of mindfulness that embracing your pain. Both are you. So there is no use fighting. That is very special of Buddhist, um, of the Buddhist teaching and practice. To meditate does not to fight, but just to recognize and embrace what is there. What is there might be your pain, your suffering, in the realm of the body, body and of feeling. Embrace it. Embrace it with the energy of mindfulness, of course. And the fruit of practice depends on, on the strength of your mindfulness. If you, you, are, you practice well, and then the amount of energy of mindfulness you produce will be enough in order to embrace your pain. In the case your pain is bigger than your mindfulness, you cannot do it. Because your pain is a, a zone of energy. And if your mindfulness, another kind of energy, is smaller like that, you cannot embrace your pain, which is so big. You have to practice more, and you have to ask for help. Because the Sangha is composed of those who practice mindfulness, and they have the energy of mindfulness to lend you. So that is why this morning, uh, this afternoon during walking meditation, I recommend that you allow the Sangha to embrace your pain. Because the collective energy is there. So the energy of mindfulness should be large enough, powerful enough, to embrace your pain. And embracing like that, like a mother embracing the baby, will bring about a relief, calming, bringing you relief. This practice is so crucial. It's not so difficult. You create the kind of environment that is uh, favorable for that practice. You need brothers and sisters who know the practice that can help you to enter into the practice. And three, five, six days of practice will help you to calm down and body and feelings and everything. And you begin and you begin to practice looking deeply. Healing is not really coming from outside. Healing can come from the inside. And you, 
you, you need to believe in the power of healing that is inherent in your consciousness and in your body. Our body and our consciousness have the power of self-healing only if you allow them to do the work. An animal in the forest, when, when, uh, when uh, seriously wounded, will find a, a quiet place to lie down, not thinking of eating, of running after another animal. They have the wisdom. They know that this is the only way, the only hope for, for healing. Every animal in the forest, when deeply hurt, wounded, would lie down in a peaceful place, place. Because they believe that their body has the capacity of self-healing. If you worry too much, if you run north and south and east and west, you make the situation worse. And that is what we humans are doing. When you have something wrong in our body, we don't know how to rest, how to allow our body to restore itself and to heal itself. You run, we take a lot of medicines, we worry too much, we imagine too much, and we make the situation much, much worse. That means we do not have faith in our body. There are those of us who have cancer, but who believe in the capacity of self-healing, have been able to heal and live 10 years more, 20 years more. And that is why to believe in in the capacity of your body to heal itself is very important. If you, if you bring a lot of worries and fear into it, if you intervene so much into the situation, you may make the situation worse. And therefore, to, uh, to believe in your body and to allow your body a chance, and then it can heal itself, our consciousness also. Remember, that year you suffered so much, you thought that you were going to die. But you didn't die. You survived. Because you know the trick of surviving. And if you know how to, how to allow your body and your consciousness to restore itself, and the heal, and the wound can heal. The wound in your body, the wound in your consciousness. Every wound can be healed. And that is why embracing your pain, embracing your body and your feelings tenderly and believe in the capacity of your body and your consciousness to heal. This is very important. They will bring relief they will bring uh, calm. The calm that you bring to your body, to your, to your consciousness, will favorize the healing and the transformation.
the next function of mindfulness is to look deeply. Look deeply. Look deeply into what? Look deeply into your body. Look deeply into your feelings, your perceptions, etc. To identify to identify the roots of your pain and your suffering. It's very important to look deeply into your, your ill-being, into your pain, in order to find out what kind of nutriment, what kind of food you have used in order to make it uh, possible. Because the Buddha said, uh, nothing can survive without food. Your love will die if you don't give food to it. Your love should be nourished, otherwise it will die. Your pain, your suffering also need food to survive. If you continue to feed, to feed uh, your pain and your suffering, they will live for a long time. And in fact, in our daily life, we continue to feed our suffering, but we don't know. The way we consume, the way we eat, the way we, uh, we, uh, we, um, we allow ourselves to be invaded by all these kind of uh, uh, toxic elements continue to feed our despair, our anger, our violence. And that is why looking deeply into the nature of our anger, our despair, our pain will help us recognize the kind of daily food that we use to feed them. And when we identify them, we just cut that source of nutriment and they will die in three weeks, one month, or two months because nothing can survive without food. Your depression, your despair, your cancer, all of them need food to survive. So looking deeply in order to find out the nature of your ill-being, to find out uh, the roots of your ill-being, to find out the causes of your ill-being in terms of consumption. And practicing mindful consumption is the way out. All the suffering that have manifested in you are, have come from your unmindful consumption. You consume violence. You consume uh, wrong perceptions. You consume uh, hatred. We consume a lot of tox- toxins into our body. We, we have brought them into our body and our consciousness. And that is why to wake up and to know what to consume and what not to consume is our practice. And this is possible only with the practice of uh, looking deeply. Looking deeply belongs to the Buddhist practice of meditation. 
looking deeply needs uh, concentration. And when you look deeply, you get the insight. The insight will tell you the path leading to the cessation of the suffering. And this is uh, applied to the case of the individual. And this is also applied to the case of uh, a group of people and nation. Understand the nature of suffering. Understand why suffering has come. And suddenly the path will be apparent to you. And inside here is the path. And inside bring about liberation or the cessation of suffering. Suppose you have a, you have a feeling of despair. What you might like to do is to go back to your in-breath. And you breathe in mindfully. Breathing in, I know that a feeling of this despair is in me. Breathing out, I am embracing the feeling of despair in me. That means to be, to be present, to be there for your mental formation. And if you live in a Sangha, that means among other practitioners, you can come to a brother or a sister who said that, well, I have a feeling of uh, despair in me and I have been practicing, embracing it. Could you help me? Could you sit close to me and practice mindful breathing with me? And then your, your brother, your sister will sit close to you and say, don't worry, I will, I will support you. And both of you practice mindful breathing and embrace that feeling of despair. And if you need, you can have two or three friends sitting with you. And that collective energy will be strong enough for you to embrace your despair. And the feeling of despair, that mental formation, you go back to consciousness as a seed again, waiting for an opportunity to manifest again. The next time it manifests as a feeling of despair, you practice the same. And every time you embrace it tenderly with your mindful breathing, it loses a little bit of its strength until it's too weak to, to manifest again. So in the practice, make use of your mindfulness, of your energy of mindfulness, and learn how to make use of the collective uh, uh, energy of mindfulness of the Sangha. That is the advantage of living and practicing with the Sangha. You have a stone. You throw the stone into a river. It sinks right away. But if you have a boat, you can carry many stones of, many, uh, stones of stone, and yet they don't, they, they don't sink. You think that you are going to sink because of the amount of suffering in you. 
But if you know how to make use of the boat of mindfulness, if you know how to make use of the boat of the Sangha, you are not going to sink. No matter how big is your sorrow, your pain, and your despair. That is why in the Buddhist tradition, we practice taking refuge in the Sangha. Taking refuge in the Sangha is not a declaration of faith. It is a practice. You know that the Sangha is made of elements that are practicing mindfulness. And they can generate energy of mindfulness together. And allow the Sangha to embrace your pain, to transport you, and not to worry. It's very, very important. And you have the capacity of building a Sangha too. When I first came to the West, I was all alone. I had come in order to call for a cessation of the war in Vietnam. I was alone. I was not allowed to go home because of what I, I said. So I knew that I should be supported. I began to, to build a Sangha. And now our Sangha is big. It is everywhere in many, many countries. Even if you are alone now, you know that with the practice, you are able to restore peace and well-being in you. And in order to get, uh, to get the support and not to go further, uh, you can build a Sangha wherever you, you live. Building Sangha is the most important task. Without a Sangha, we, can, we have no refuge at all. Even if you are a teacher, a strong practitioner, you still need a Sangha. Even if you are a Buddha, you still need a Sangha. Because the Buddha was an excellent Sangha builder. Without his Sangha, the Buddha would not have done what he has done in order to help many generations. Therefore, uh, trust the Sangha. Trust yourself. Trust the Sangha. One person is a lot. A group of person can change the course of history if they know how to do it. They should not allow the current of life to carry them away. They should come back to themselves, restore, reclaim their sovereignty in order to, to be able to reverse the course of history. Mahatma Gandhi was just one person. But because of his practice, he was able to build a Sangha and to perform what uh, we believe to be a miracle. We can do the same. But we should always remember that peace and well-being begins always with yourself. And you know exactly what to do with yourself. Go back to yourself. Take good care of yourself. And the methods prescribed are very, very concrete. Learn, learn the methods from the Sangha. Have faith in, in the practice. And then three days, one week, two weeks, you feel the peace, you feel the well-being that you need in order to go further. 
it's wonderful to have uh, an opportunity to come together as a Sangha for practicing uh, three months together. Our practice is to build brotherhood. And each of us can contribute to the building of brotherhood. What we need in the world is brotherhood. And the brotherhood as seen in the Sangha will be the hope for, for the world. If we fail to build brotherhood within our Sangha, there can be no hope at all. And as I have said, every speech, every word, every look, Every gesture of our daily life should have the should have the function of building brotherhood. And brotherhood is built from from yourself. Brotherhood begins with me. Brotherhood, sisterhood begins with me. And I I can do that with my way of looking, with my way of smiling. I should know how to look at me with compassion. I should learn how to smile to myself, even to my weakness. I should mm, learn how to treat my body and my feelings with tenderness and compassion. And if I am able to do that, sure, I can treat my brother and my sister in the same way, with compassion and tenderness. This afternoon, before walking meditation, I reminded the Sangha that we should not practice as a drop of water. We should practice as a river. And if we know how to become a river, and then we will surmount, we will overcome a lot of difficulties and suffering. We know how to abandon a small individual liking in order to embrace the liking of the Sangha. The Buddha has started an adventure. And many generations of men and women have joined his adventure. The adventure creating brotherhood. The next Buddha to be born to us, his name is uh, Mr. Love, Maitreya, brotherhood. And to me, the next Buddha can, can take the form of a Sangha. And, and when we join the Sangha, we are determined to abandon the old way, the way of seeking individual happiness. Individualism is the characteristic of our civilization. And it has created so much suffering. Learn to live as a Sangha, looking at the Sangha as your body. Surrender yourself to the Sangha and take the joy and happiness of the Sangha to be your joy and happiness. You'll be free from most of your suffering. And um, <coughs> we'll be able to flow to the ocean as a river. We are sure to arrive at, o- at the ocean. But it keeps... Uh, if we keep uh, being a drop of water, 
we have no hope of arriving at the, at the ocean. We will evaporate before that. Therefore, learning to be a river, trusting the Sangha, this is very important. The hope, our hope lies in the Sangha. And I do not mean a Buddhist Sangha, Sangha, Sangha Tukuo. A group of uh, people living according to the, to the spirit of brotherhood, giving up their individualism, taking the vow of uh, brotherhood, of loving kindness, of peace. Happiness will be ours. And when we have the peace, the happiness, the brotherhood, we have something to share with society. And that is what we can offer to society. Our peace, our brotherhood, our compassion, generated by our way of life, our practice. If you are to talk to each other, the most meaningful thing to talk about is how to build more brotherhood, how to, how to restore communication so that brotherhood can be built, how to abandon our wrong perceptions, our prejudices, our ideas, in order for, for communication to, to be restored, true communication to be restored. And if communication can be restored, everything is possible, including brotherhood, including peace and reconciliation. The Buddha has succeeded in building a Sangha that, uh, that does not mean that he did not have uh, difficulties in building his Sangha, a lot of difficulties. But his Sangha is being con uh, continued by many generations and uh, we have joined his, um, into his adventure. We know that the Sangha is uh, our hope. Because so many people are drowning in the ocean of despair. They don't, they don't have anything to, to take refuge in. A Sangha with brotherhood as the base will be the way out. And that is why um, Sangha building, to me, is the most um, noble task of our time. And this is not a, just a, a wish. This is something we can do. And if we uh, look deeply, we see that in the teaching of the Buddha, there are many concrete uh, suggestions as how we can build a Sangha, beginning with ourselves. Because... Uh, the five skandhas within ourselves 
The five skandhas working in harmony, that is a sangha. So please do not hesitate uh, to ask a brother or a sister as how to go home to yourself. Recognize what is inside of you, how to embrace them, how to help them to calm down, how to look deeply and understand the nature of our suffering, how to reopen the door of communication. All of that is our practice. Đó bụng chưa? Sao kính nghiêm nghe rõ không con? Cú cú kính nghiêm nghe rõ không? Do you hear? Do you hear well? Did you hear well? Thầy chúng con nghe pháp thoại được nhưng mà nó có tiếng rè thưa thầy. Có tiếng rè bên đó hả? Cái đó là tại vì máy bên đó đó con. Vừa nghe và đoán phải không con? Còn ở bên là của Yên sao có nghe rõ không? À, là của Yên ta làm ăn khá thế không? Dear Park uh, uh, said that they, they hear very well. Sao thấy được? Cái chuyện đi được. À, bây giờ đây thì uh, bây giờ đây thì tăng thân bên này sẽ được đi ăn cháo đi ăn bún riêu còn bên kia sẽ được làm gì nó thầy nghe cái bún riêu bên đó mấy giờ rồi con hai giờ trưa rồi hả ăn cơm chưa Ăn breakfast rồi hả? À? Ăn brunch hay là breakfast? Chắc là ăn brunch. Thành ra bây giờ là 2 giờ trưa rồi các con tính làm gì đó nữa? Hả? Nghe không có rõ. Chia sẻ với nhau hả? Ok, chia sẻ cho vui nha. Còn bên Địa Bạc bây giờ mấy giờ rồi? Chưa được ăn breakfast. Địa Bạc, you are going to eat your breakfast very soon. Làm sao? Nói đi. À. Anyone cooking breakfast for you? Oh. Oh, now you have to go and break, make your breakfast. Nói đi, bên này tăng thân đang nghe, bên này tăng thân đông lắm á. Đầy cả thiền đường nước tỉnh à. Nói đi. Nói không ra lời. Nghe không rõ gì hết à. À, Pháp Dung nói đi Pháp Dung khang tiếng thì để cho người khác nói Pháp Dung ơi à, Pháp Dung khang tiếng Pháp Dung overwork thành khang tiếng 
nghe không rõ năm chục sẽ đi thiền hành bạch dương à bên đó sẽ đi thiền hành hả chúng có ăn sáng hả Ok, have a good day. À, cảm ơn con, các con. Thôi ừ. bây giờ cúp qua điện thoại nha. Ok, thank you. You can hang up.